Hey there, this is Yanni Lunga, host of the Podcast Lab and founder of the Podcast Success Academy, and you are listening to the one and only Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 74 of Chasing Dreams. Today's guest is a podcaster and strategist who helps entrepreneurs and marketers expose and leverage podcasts to build authority, generate more leads, and increase more sales. He is Jan Ilonga, and he's the founder of the Podcast Success Academy and the host of, count them, five podcasts. His latest, The Podcaster Lab, discusses podcasting with a brand new format and an exclusive look at strategies and experiments for audience growth, marketing, and monetization. So with that kind of a pedigree, I'm pretty sure you can put together an academy. So he's taken some time to come on the show and talk about his dream chase. So please welcome Jan. Hey, man, how are you? Amy, happy new year. How's it going? It is fantastic. You are the first episode guest for the new year and I'm thrilled. I know, right? And it's fantastic (laughs) because you are kicking it off in a big way this year. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I'm absolutely am. I'm really working hard for making 2017 a fantastic year at 360 degrees. Yes. So Jan, Jan is my first international podcast guest. So congratulations and thank you for being that. Thank you, Amy. I feel honored. I feel now I feel so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> You're setting the stage. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, let's talk a moment about the things you're doing this year. But what led to it first? You have the background in communications journalism. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, I did both my master's and uh, bachelor degree. I studied communication and journalism. I worked as a journalist. I worked in the communication space for for some time. So that's really what my background is. Now, when you went to school in college, you know, there's a lot of decisions people have to make. You know, Mm -hmm. do I write for a magazine? Do I write for a blog or something like that? Did those kinds of thoughts come into your head during then? Did you struggle with trying to decide what to do after college? Well, I have to say that I was a, like I had a friend who knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew he wanted to become a sports columnist or something like that. So back when we were still doing our bachelors, he was lucky because he since he knew exactly what he wanted to do, he knew when when it was time to choose certain courses, for example, he was able to say, okay, this is going to be useless for what I want to do. So I'm going to leave that. I'm going to focus on these ones. I wasn't in that position. I had more of, a, of an open mind. I was like, well, I know I'm interested in communication. I'm interested in writing. Um, I like to talk to people. So I know I'm going to be working in this space, but I didn't know exactly what that was going to be. So 
you know, there were certain things that then led to to it. And to some extent, certain experiences happened almost by accident, really. And so those those experiences where you do you call them losses in the sense if you didn't enjoy it or do you, was it a positive experience in, in a way for you? Because when you have an open mind like that, you're not necessarily looking for any one thing. So some of them, some of your experiences probably were hits and some were losses. Do you have any regrets? No, well, I don't. I mean, I think it's I'm a person who tries not to cry too much about the past and say, ah, you know, had I done this thing now, things would be different because I can't do anything about it. And sure, there are certain things that I'm like, ah, yeah, had I taken a different route back then, now things would have been different or, or things like that. But I think there is no point in kind of complaining about the past. But I had some experiences where, obviously, as I said, I had an idea. I knew that I wanted to work in communications. And then I started to see if it was possible to combine what I was studying with a passion of mine. So I'm a huge fan of music. I love live music. I'm literally a person who could wear headphones as soon as I wake up and fall asleep to music. I love listening to music all the time. And then I thought I thought to myself, hey, what if I would find a way to combine my passion and my my academic background? So what if I was able to start working uh, to some degree in the music industry. And I had the chance of uh, being introduced by a friend of mine and start working at a, at a jazz festival, an international music festival in Switzerland, where I worked for a, for a few years. And because uh, I spoke four languages back then, that those skills allowed me to really do quite many different things. So I got to do radio interviews in English, translations, video interviews, I wrote articles for newspapers, and really that was kind of the springboard to what became what I do now to some extent. And that's actually amazing. Four languages? Real quick, what languages <laughs> do you speak? Yeah, so as people can tell, I have an accent. So my macaroni accent comes from the <laughs> fact that I'm from the Italian-speaking part of Switzerland. So Italian is my mother tongue, and then I speak French and German, because in, in Switzerland we have four national languages. And then I speak English, as you can tell. And, I, and now the languages are actually five, because in addition to those, I speak a little bit of Finnish, because I've been living in Finland for a few years. So yeah, English, French, German, Italian, and Finnish. And well, and because of Italian, I can understand Spanish. I don't speak any Spanish, but I understand because it's very similar to Italian. I had no idea that was true. Is that <laughs> yes, really true? It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Italian, Italian and, and Spanish are, are very similar. I have some friends, even here, who maybe don't speak much Finnish, don't speak much English, but they speak Spanish. And I answer to them in a kind of macaroni as Spanish and English. And, you know, I understand most of what they say. That's fantastic. So I, <laughs> I don't think I've had a podcast guest who's spoken five languages. And oh, wow. <laughs> I know you're just hitting all sorts of new things for this year. <laughs> you know, when you decided to do your music and the communications there, you kind of, I, you have five podcasts. How mm -hmm. did, how did you stumble from music industry communications to not just one podcast, but five. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when when I moved to Finland, I wanted to do my master's here, my master's degree. And then I was working for a newspaper. And basically, as I said, I'm a person who really enjoys music. And when I was studying for some exams, I was like, well, and that was a rare, uh, rare moment for me because I usually have never enough of music. And I was like, yeah, I need a break from music, but I still would like to listen to something. So I just did a, a Google search and I came across this thing called podcasts. I had no idea what they were, zero ideas. So I started to listen to one of the first results on Google and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. So I started to listen to more and more. And then I was like, hey, wait a second. Anyways, starting my own thing to really be free 100% is something that I've been thinking about for quite some time. And I was podcasting. It's something that would really allow me to do many things. And I was like, the question is, from which angle do I want to enter the podcasting world? And then I said to myself, wait a second, because of those years working at the jazz festival back in Switzerland, I have many connections. What if I were, uh, were to leverage those? So that's where my very first podcast, The Jazz Spotlight, which is a music business show, uh, was born and I got to interview artists and blah, blah, blah. And then having, having a music business podcast was great. However, the networking aspect of having a podcast or, or the relationship building aspect was limited for the fact that certain people that I was following in the entrepreneurial space and so forth, I wasn't able to invite them on my podcast because they were entrepreneurs and I hosted a music business podcast. Right, so that you don't really great. match there. Yeah, exactly. So that's where my second podcast, The 360 Entrepreneur, that is the podcast people quote unquote know me for, was born and that really allowed me to really connect with all the people that I really wanted to connect with in the entrepreneurial and digital marketing space. So that's kind of where I uh, kind of made the switch from being a journalist and being about to, to graduate and, and, you know, thinking about I want to do my own thing. And then I jumped into podcasting. So first by accident, but then I started to see how much of a powerful medium podcasts are. And, you know, now I breathe, eat and sleep podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Not only do you eat, breathe, sleep podcasting, you put together the first and you're the founder of the Podcast <laughs> Success Academy, which, you know, uh, Podcast Success Summit, actually. Yeah, the summit. Yeah. The summit, which is the, actually the first time I learned of you because I had started podcasting and I came across your summit and it's amazing. You put together a star studded, action packed, people packed summit. How were you able <laughs> to get all of them together? Well, I can tell you, I, I got some white hair from that experience <laughs> <laughs> for sure, because it was great. I've, I, I enjoyed it a lot, but I have to, you know, I don't sugarcoat things. It was a lot of work. It was 80 speakers and it was 25 days, if I remember correctly, in a row. So it was a lot of work. And the summit, yeah, I decided to turn that one experience into an annual event, digital event at the moment. So there's definitely going to be a 2017 edition of the summit. I haven't uh, announced anything yet, but definitely be on the lookout. But yeah, in terms of the how, 
I mean, leaving technology aside, what I did is I really, uh, when I do an interview, many, many, and I am interviewed often, I do interviews as well for different podcasts, and it makes me smile when I come across people who leverage an interview as something like, oh, okay, I've interviewed Amy, now I can cross her off the list onto the next <laughs> guest. <laughs> what I personally do is I try to really be aware of the person I'm interviewing or that is interviewing me. And then I see if there is any way we can collaborate. So in my case, I think 40, I don't remember if it was something like 43. Anyways, over half of the speakers of the summit were people who I originally connected to through my podcast, were people who I interviewed. And because I'm a person who Whenever I can, I try to help people. So if I see somebody as a product launch coming up, something like that, I try to help with the promotion. Even if I may not be an affiliate, I, I share it on social or something like that. And by me being a helper first, a giver first, when it was my time to make the ask and ask them, hey, I'm thinking of, of putting together this digital conference and our I'd love for you to be one of the speakers. People were like, yeah, absolutely. Tell me when and where, because I was trying to be a helper first. So when, while many podcasters or interviewers more specifically just focus on, okay, I'm going to interview this person and then I focus on the next and the next, I really try to see, I'm not saying that, yeah, you have to become best friend with everybody, but at the same time, I've, I've seen that happen quite a few times, Amy, where Something that started as an interview has led to many other collaborations, webinars, the academy, joint joint articles, guest posts, and these kind of things. And as I said a moment ago, for me, podcasting has been such an incredible medium for many reasons. I mean, you've also expanded upon it. I mean, you stumbled upon podcasting, which I had no idea, apparently through a Google search, <laughs> and then fell in yeah. love with it. And you've been able to not only sustain it, but become a leader in the area. And I don't know, some of you may have noticed my misspeak earlier where I said Podcast Success Academy instead of Summit, but that wasn't necessarily a misspeak because he's done right. that as well. <laughs> That's his latest baby. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I am in the podcasting space, so I also have, as you said in the intro, my latest podcast, The Podcast Lab, is a show that is all about podcasting. And I thought of discussing, because there already are podcasts about podcasting, but I, I thought I would do something different. So I, I kind of discuss podcasting there. I have a Facebook community, which I love, where we talk about podcasting. And I do consulting as well. I do one-on-one -on -one work, but I'm a person who really like to, to talk to people. And I, I really am a person who love helping others. And for me, there is nothing better than seeing somebody rock because of, you know, a piece of advice I shared or whatever the case may be. So that's where I decided to to launch my membership site, the Podcast Success Academy. So yeah, as you said, with the names, you know, Podcast Success Summit, Podcast Success Academy, it's really, <laughs> it's really easy to get confused. And, and basically with the academy, I discuss podcasting, I teach podcasting, but I don't do that with a vertical relationship where I'm, you know, 
at the top and I tell you everything because I'm the best? Absolutely not. I provide an educational component, but then there is also uh, a more, more of an horizontal approach where I basically take back the curtain on experiments I'm running. So that's where the idea lab comes from for the podcast lab and for the academy as well, where I work with people and I say, hey, these are some of the things I'm doing and I want to show you everything so you know what works and what doesn't work. So that's the Podcast Success Academy in a nutshell. And the thing is, though, Jan, I just want to remind you, I know you're ahead of me in terms of time zone. There still is only 24 hours in the day. Just, yeah. <laughs> just a reminder of that, because you have the Academy, you have five podcasts, you have your wonderful nature who is coaching and helping others and running a Facebook community. I mean, do you have time for yourself in doing all that? Or is that your labor of love that's, you know, passion project that you're doing, that you're putting your yeah, all into? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, th that's what I do full time. So that's my work. But the advantage I have is that since you, uh, you said it, I'm in, I'm in Europe, I'm in, in Finland. So the advantage I have is that most of the work I do, so interviews, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and things like that are, I would say, uh, is 95% with people in North America. And for me, that's a huge advantage because it means that basically I have a seven-hour difference with uh, the Eastern Standard Time. So it means that for me, for example, when it's morning over here, I can do many other things because my clients and people I work with are sleeping. So I get to do other things as well. And obviously, I make sure to always carve out some time to do, you know, things I enjoy, which <laughs> aren't necessarily related to podcasts. And it is, it is, there is no doubt that it is a lot of work. And, you know, it's important to really loving what one does. I always say that I, I love what I do so much that in theory, I could work even 24 hours a day because I really do enjoy what I do. But at the same time, I also know that it is important to have time for oneself to do things that aren't related to the work. And the, the way to go about this when one has kind of many different sub projects, if we label them like that, is to really try and be organized so that one is is as efficient as possible in, you know, in taking care of whatever needs to take to be taken care of today, this week, this month, this quarter, and so forth. And that's actually um, something maybe you can talk to because having done so many different things, having so many sub projects, uh, as we as you call them, you know, how do you balance if someone has a dream, especially in this new year that they want to put together, and 2017 is the year they want to make it happen? Is there any advice you have for them in organizing things without losing themselves in it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, it is great that we are at this time of the year because usually this is when people make the resolutions for the year and they say, okay, this year I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do that thing. So the timing couldn't have been any better and we are on chasing dreams. So <laughs> it makes sense. Well, one thing that I do that I personally have seen that works very well. 
And of course, it goes without saying that that is something that has worked very well for me, but I'm sure that can be very helpful for people, is that sometimes when we have dreams, we say, okay, I would love to do this specific thing. Let's say, for example, I would love to travel the world. So what we tend on doing is when we have something that, especially when it's a big dream, we set a goal that is a very big goal. And basically in between where we are right now and that goal, there is a huge gap. And we feel that, yeah, we aren't making progress. So my advice is to, when having a goal, try to say, okay, this is what I want to do. I will actually, let's, let's make another example that is easier to understand. Let's say I, I, would lock, lo, I would love to be a keynote speaker at industry conferences. I've always liked to be on stage. I would love to, to be speaking at conferences all the time. Okay, great. Now the first question to do or the first thing to do is to reverse engineer and ask ourselves, what are the steps that are between where I am today and being a keynote speaker. So in this case, one is, okay, how are my communication skills? How are my speaking skills? How, how am I on stage? So there is that part. And then there is the uh, looking for conferences part, okay? So once I feel confident in, in my communication skills, I like being on, sta on stage, blah, blah, where do I find conferences? And then the, the next step is, okay, now that I know how to find conferences, how do I actually find the first conferences so I get to taste what being a speaker means? Once I do a few of those conferences, it's like, okay, now how can I raise the profile and go after bigger conferences? If another analogy is thinking about sports or music, for example, when it comes to music, no band goes from zero to playing at the huge arena with thousands of people. Absolutely not. There are some steps that go into that. So by breaking down a big goal, a dream into the sub goals, into the steps that need to be taken in order to achieve that goal, what we do is we have a blueprint that we could even have written down on a piece of paper or use I am a huge fan of a, of a tool called Trello and it's boards. It's really useful. So we have it there in black and white, uh, black and, and white in theory. We can look at it, but at the same time, it allows us to then say, okay, so these are the steps and say, okay, for the next, let's say three months, I'm going to focus on practicing speaking every day, every day, or once a week, depending on how much time you have, because if it, if you have a full-time job and chasing your dream is something that at the moment you can do only two hours on Sunday afternoon from two to four, no problem. Just dedicate those two hours every week to start and sharpen your speaking skills, for example. And then once you do that, you say, okay, now for the next couple of months, I'm going to do this other thing. And what that does, not only it provides you with a blueprint, it provides you with a clear uh, path clear step-by-step -step process to follow, but it also allows you every now and then to take a moment and look back and see where you are right now. So you're able to see 
where uh, where you were when you started and where you are right now and the importance of looking back so a moment ago i said yeah i'm not a person who looks back and complains about yeah i should have done this i should have done that what i do though is i sometimes take a moment to celebrate wins and it's not that yeah i always open a bottle of champagne what i mean <laughs> is that i take a moment to really be aware of some of the things I've achieved for the fact that we thrive on motivation. Motivation is really what pushes us, especially through tough times. And I think oftentimes we have the the problem of being so focused on the arrival, on that big goal, on the dream, that we forget about everything else. And then when we think we aren't making progress, we start to feel overwhelmed, we start to feel sad, in certain cases also depressed. But if we take a moment and really look at what we have done so far and we become aware of, man, two months ago I was afraid to to speak in front of two people. Now I've been able to speak in front of a, of a group of 10 people for two times. That's fantastic. That's a step forward. And then after a few months it would be Man, five months ago, I I was afraid to look myself in the mirror with a microphone. Now I've I've spoken at two workshops here with 20 people each. So doing those kind of things really help not only being organized, but also helps your mentality, your mindset, so that you're really motivated because you're aware that you are moving forward rather than feeling that, yeah, I'm swimming really hard, but I'm not moving anywhere. That's actually really great advice, especially when you guys are starting off. You know, mm-hmm. you can get overwhelmed very easily and, and kind of give up. And that's one thing we find a lot of people do is give up quickly. But right. what you're saying is, you know, take take a moment to evaluate how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it, it, do you find that you, you did that as well as you were moving forward to not just the Success Academy, but the Success Summit on your podcasts? It's something, Amy, it's something I do, I do, I still do, and I will never stop doing it. And I think if every person, regardless of where you are in your chase of the dream or in your entrepreneurial journey, this is something that is always going to help you because it's going to really make you understand how much you have moved. And sometimes, as I was saying, we feel that, yeah, we aren't making any progress, but actually... We do make progresses. And another uh, piece of advice I would have is to stop comparing your chapter two with somebody else's oh, chapter that's 20. that's a great one. Yeah. We tend to get stuck so much. And I'm not saying that one shouldn't have inspirations. It's important to have people that one look, look up, looks up to. But what I mean is not to feel overwhelmed or sad or whatever because we compare ourselves with the people we follow and i always follow three steps and if it's okay with you amy i can share them that is something that causes okay great so basically what i do is whenever i learn something whether that's i read a book i watch a webinar i listen to a podcast like chasing dreams I attend a conference and I come across something that I'm like, oh, wow, this is something that I'm interested in is a strategy I could apply, uh, something like that. What I do is I try to keep in mind that 
is not because person is not because Amy followed steps one, two, three and got this fantastic result. Doesn't mean that if I follow Amy's exact steps, one, two, three, I'm going to get the same result because there are many variables that come into play. The audience, the pre-existing audience and all these kind of things. But sometimes we think that, yeah, if we get the exact blueprint as influencer A and we do the exact same things, we're going to get the exact same results. And that's not the case. So my advice is, and I came up with this term and I call these the three T's. So whenever you want to learn something, do these three things. First is test. So when you hear somebody, okay, Amy did this, she got this great result. Say to yourself, okay, now I am interested in this strategy, but what I have to do, I have to test it for my own thing, for my own business, for my own side hustle, for my own podcast, for my own blog, for my own Instagram page, so that I see how that works for what I am doing. So that's the first T. The second T stands for track. So what is the the way to know if something is working or not? Is to track, so keep track of analytics or or stats, depending on what is it that you want to measure, so that you can see, did the strategy work? No, it didn't. Yes, it did. If it did, how much did it work? Very well, okay, more than okay, so that then you can go to the third and final T, which is tweak, so that you can tweak the specific strategy or whatever, or you can move on. So always try to test, track, and tweak, my friends. I love that. (laughs) That's a great little uh, mnemonic to help people with this new year. You guys, you should really write that down. It'll be in the show notes as well. But, you know, keep that in mind. Jan, you're just full of great advice today. (laughs) And, you know, Amy, what I really like about that approach is that it can be applied to anything. It does. It doesn't really matter what your dream is. What is it that you're trying to achieve? This three T's approach can be done. I'm a sports person, so even in sports, you can apply it as well. When it comes to the tracking, probably you aren't gonna be okay. I I missed this many shots today. I made this many shots, but you're still gonna be able to track what is your evolution so for example if i don't know you're a basketball player and you're working on your shot your way of tracking it it can be simply how comfortable and spontaneous the shooting motion becomes for you where it becomes something that is automatic as i don't know holding a fork when you eat for example that's you know this is the thing and i'm glad you said it that way because sometimes people listen to advice or things that someone says in their background is business. And you think, oh, this is only going to apply to business. It works for anything. And you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm, if you just yeah. apply it. And so people who are listening to this, everything, everything Jan has said actually today is applicable to any dream you have. Mm-hmm. Would you, would you yeah. say that's safe to say? Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your dream is how big or small it is. It doesn't matter where you are right now in your professional life. You, you can even be a student. It doesn't really matter. This, this approach, the, all the things we've talked about until now apply to you really, regardless of who you are, what your dream is, what is it that you want to achieve. There you go. Now, Jan, before we 
let you go, one thing I ask is what is one thing you would recommend to someone who's chasing their dreams? And this year for 2017, I'm kind of going with, you know, what is one action today you would tell them to do? Hmm, that's a good one. Well, I mean, I think that to stay in uh, in line with what we've talked about here, I would say that my advice, and this is something that is kind of counterintuitive because it is a thing that is relatively easy to do. I mean, you don't have to spend any money to do this. You don't have to have any particular programming skill to do this or whatever, any particular talent. So it's simple to uh, execute, but then it's also difficult, which is a change of mindset. So I would really want you to start to not be afraid to try things out, not to be afraid to experiment, not to be afraid to jump, to test. We talked about the three T's. So don't be afraid. If there is one piece of advice I can give you is, you know, nowadays there are so many different uh, ways we can learn new things and this and that. But at the end of the day, it all starts with you. It all starts with you taking action. So don't be afraid to really jump and and take the risks because I truly believe that great things really happen when you step outside of your comfort zone. Well, I can't end the episode any better than that. Jan, thank you so much (laughs) for taking your afternoon and speaking with us and sharing, you know, and kicking off the new year. I couldn't kick it off better myself for sharing your insights and hopefully you guys will take that to heart. So thank you again for, for sharing that. It's my pleasure. And thank you, everybody. And I know, Amy, you're going to have the links in the show notes. So I want to just give a little bit of accountability. If you have any questions, any doubts, there is, you have some goals you have set up for this year, whatever, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to hear from people and to help people whenever I can. And guys, that was Jan Ulanga, who was awesome. I mean, there was knowledge nuggets being dropped left and right, nonstop throughout the episode. I mean, things that like, you know, the advice is applicable to everything, not just podcasting. Uh, what else did he say? His, his one piece of advice, change your mindset, right? My favorite was stop comparing your chapter two to someone else's chapter 20. Okay. Put those blinders on. All right. And so for more of the nuggets and more of the links that Jan mentioned in his show, uh, in the show, you can find them over at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 74. That's episode 74. And one other thing that he, that is mentioned on the show notes is the link to his podcast success Academy. So if you guys are thinking of doing a podcast this year or dabbling in that area, definitely check that out. Okay, so until next time, put on those blinders and focus on your own dream chase. All right, so that you can keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's aimeej one Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.